Good afternoon, my dear brothers and sisters. As we face these difficult times, let us find our peace and comfort in our Lord Jesus Christ. Even as we worship virtually, truly it is amazing how the Holy Spirit unites us. Wherever you are, even at your own homes, please join us in worshiping our God as we sing songs of praise and worship unto Him. And now, let us welcome God's presence in our midst. Never 
let us all give cheerfully to the Lord and join me in reading these verses. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. As I give in today's offering, may I find assurance that God shall answer my prayers, that if I ask, I will be given, and if I search, I will find. But may I ask not the things of this world, and find not those which are of the earth. May my heart ask and search only for God, and God alone. Amen. Let us all pray. Lord, we thank you for that you have counted us as a faithful steward of the financial resources that you have supplied us with. By faith, we are trusting that as we sow into the good soil of your kingdom here on earth, that you will bless and multiply our offerings while continuing to meet us at the point of our needs. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. Blessed afternoon, everyone. We thank you for joining us in our afternoon service, in this service we are having in our Facebook Live. And we know that it's our desire as a church to go deeper in our walk with the Lord. Before we dive into God's Word, recently I was reading an article from Financial Time regarding the impact of COVID-19 in our life. And I just want to read this article, quote, Human Kind is now facing a global crisis, perhaps the greatest crisis of our generation. The decisions people and governments take in the next few weeks will probably shape the world for years to come. They will shape not just our healthcare system, but also our economy, politics, and culture. We must act quickly and decisively. We should also take into account the long-term consequences of our actions. When choosing between alternatives, we should ask ourselves not only how to overcome the immediate threats, but also what kind of world we will inhabit once the storm passes. Yes, the storm will pass, humankind will survive, most of us will be still alive, but we will inhabit a different world. If you look at this text, the author is saying that the future is unclear. You know, the world that we are living in now is in crisis and many things are changing drastically, which is affecting our life. With this pandemic, a lot of our plans for the future is put on hold. There's so much uncertainties. Some couldn't find work. Some work are being affected and not even receive salary. And a lot of families are being affected. I know some of us are, are hoping to go back to the Philippines to spend time with our relatives, yet because of this um, pandemic, we are all restricted to stay at our home. You know, all of us will experience anxiety. We will experience despair, doubt, and desperation in, in moments like this. Some of us will panic and even react hastily. There is also danger that we react in the flesh, failing to see the purpose of God in that situation. I pray that as we look into God's Word today, there will be a renewed mind. There will be a changed heart. 
so that we have a clearer perspective as we go through challenges, trials, and chaos in our life. May it be used, may we see it as an opportunity to grow spiritually and to have a deeper intimacy with the Lord as we go through hardship and trials. I've entitled this sharing, Growing in God in the Midst of a Chaotic World. And we'll be reading from Psalms 34. Let's read Psalms 34. Verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul make its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and exalt then let us exalt his name together. Verse 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who takes refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you saints, to those who fear him had no lack. The young lions suffer wants and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous and their ears towards the cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and save the crushed in the spirit. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, none of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this afternoon gathered in our respective homes. We know, Lord, that your presence is there with us. I pray, Lord, that as we look into your word, may you speak to us, open our hearts, that we may hear your voice. Holy Spirit, illuminate your word so that we may understand more of who you are and may we respond, Lord, in obedience and in loving you. In, in, even in the midst of this pandemic, May we are stuck at our home. May you use this situation so that we can grow in our walk with you. We thank you, Lord, for this afternoon that we are gathered today. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would look into your Bible and read these particular Psalms, you'll notice that some of them have this title. It has this title of, Taste and See that the Lord is Good. And then after that, there is a, a short description. It says there in my Bible, I was re I'm reading ESV. It says of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech so that he drove him out and he went away. For us to comprehend why David, saw, uh, David wrote 
Psalms 34. We need to refer and understand the background, the story, what's happening in his life. And we need to refer in 1 Samuel 21, verse 10 to 15. That's the place where David was acting insane in the midst of a pagan king. But before we look at this verse, let us glance through the life of David and wonder why and, and understand why is he in the midst of the enemy. You see, when the Lord rejected Saul as king of Israel, the Lord anointed David to be the next king. And when the Lord anointed David as the next king in line, the Lord used him mightily, defeating Goliath, and he was successful in many military exploits. We can read it in 1 Samuel verse, uh, chapter 17 and 18. With all those exploits, people now begin to praise David. However, King Saul became so jealous to the point that he wanted David to be dead. But the good thing is this, Jonathan, David's close friend, which is Saul's son, warned him of the plan of his father, that he wanted David to be dead. So what David did, he fled. He ran away. He was afraid. The first place that he ran was is in a place called Nub. And the second place he ran is a place which is in the enemy territory, which is God. And that is found, and, and as we read in our text, is found in 1 Samuel chapter 21, and verse 10 to 15. Let's look at this text and let's understand what's happening to David. And David rose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. Now, Gath is an enemy, enemy territory. It is the place of Goliath. It's Goliath's hometown. And it's a Palestinian, it's the enemy's territory. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, and I did a research, why would David run to this place? Why would one? You see, this is the safest place in David's mind to be at. This is the safest place away from Saul. Because he knows that Saul will not try to chase him in the enemy territory. Second reason why what many scholars believe why David ran to this place is this. Is that he wants to come and offer himself as a mercenary. He wants to work for them, to be one of their warriors. Probably that's the reason why he took Goliath's sword with him when he went to this place. Lastly, one reason why he was in this place is to make a treaty. Because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So if you are my friend, we have a common enemy soul. So I'm safe. And probably that's in the mind of David why he ran into this place. However, David's plan failed because one of the servants recognized him and he began to be very afraid. That's why in verse 11 it says, And the servant of Achish said to him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing to one another of him and dances? Saul has struck down his thousand and David his ten thousand. In verse 12, And David took these words to heart and was afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he changed his behavior before them and pretended to be insane in their heads and made marks on the doors of the gates and let him spittle down of his bird. Then Achish said to his servant, Behold, you see this man, this man is mad. Why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this fellow to behave as a madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? See, 
yeah, look at this story. It's very interesting. And I would say David is so smart. And I would, if he, he have that Oscar award, he won the first prize. He's the best actor at that, that time. He acted insane. He was so afraid. So he was so desperate enough to save his life. And the only way that he can do it is to act crazy. But I, I look at it in... in more than that just his way of exit but i look at it as god's mercy upon david's life that the lord did not allow him to suffer or to be dead to die in the hands of the enemy the lord saved him and that's the reason why after experience this this thing in first summer 21 he was able to write psalms 34 because in the midst of the chaotic and challenging period in David's life, he was able to experience God in a brand new way. That's why he, and he expressed it in Psalms 34. And there's a few things that we can learn from this psalm on how we can experience and grow in the midst of chaos. To grow in the Lord in the midst of chaos, firstly, we need to cultivate a life of praise. In verse 1 to 3 of Psalms 34, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul make his boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord within me. And let us exalt his name together. You see, David was expressing his joy. He's even calling his other people to worship the Lord. Exalt. His name together. You see, our praise, our worship, our expression of adoration to the Lord is not dependent on our situation or circumstances, but it's based on the character who God is. That's the reason why David said, I will boast in the Lord, I will magnify the Lord, because he understood who God is more and more. In the first verse, in the first line, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. It did not say, I will bless the Lord when I have plenty. It did not say that I will bless the Lord when I am rich. It did not say, I will bless the Lord when I, when I feel good, when everything is fine. It did not say that I will bless the Lord when the music is right, when the, the, my, my favorite worship leader is on the screen. It did not say, I will bless the Lord when I am in church. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. It means I will bless the Lord in sickness and in health. It means it, I will bless the Lord in plenty or in need. It, bless, it means that I will bless the Lord in joy and in pain. It means I will bless the Lord even yung katabi ko, out of tune. May mga out of tune dyan, alam ko. I will bless the Lord at all times. May it be rich or in poor. You know, in the New Testament, when Paul and Silas were in prison, they didn't stop from praising God. In Acts 16.25, it says there, at mid, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And other prisoners were listening to them. You see, they are in the center of God's will. David was in the center of God's will. God anointed David to be the next king. And he's going through all these detours, this hardship. If I were David, I would be asking, Oh, well, Lord, pinanoint mo na ako, tapos bakit, bakit ako dumadaan dito? 
hirap naman. Ayoko na, pwede bang mag-resign? And even Paul and Silas might have responded that way, but you know, in their heart, they would bless the Lord at all time. You know, it's in, you know, instead of whining, instead of complaining, instead of grumbling, I believe what, what's the most honorable thing that we can do that would please the Lord is to praise Him. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is there. It's God's will for us to give thanks in all circumstances. Let me ask you today, when was the last time you give thanks? When was the last time you give praise to the Lord? From your heart. Not just singing song, but it's from your heart. What kind of song are you singing today? Because of the circuit breaker, are you singing song like, you know, song like, please release me or let me go. O probably nagtitiktok ka ngayon and ang, ta- ang, ta- ang kantang inaawit mo is, I want to break free, I want to break free. You know, let us change our song. May the words that our lips always praise Him. Give thanks in our circumstances. Let us learn to cultivate a life of praise. Not just in the context of a community, but even in our time in solitude. A few months back, I was in this class and, and spiritual theology, and it explained in this particular class that I attended, explained how a person can grow in maturity in the Lord. And, and I believe as we are in this uh, circuit breaker, it ex- will expose some of our spiritual deficiencies. You see, us, many of us are so accustomed of singing praise and worship to God only when we are in church. Let, I, let me show you this. We are only singing song when in a context of community. But in the time of solitude, probably not all of us are expressing that to the Lord. But for us to have a balance, growth in the Lord, we, ha- we need both. We need to learn to pray and to worship the Lord and to praise Him both in the context of community and in the time when we are alone. Let's cultivate a life of praise. Secondly, for us to grow in the Lord in the midst of chaos, we need to deepen our prayer life. This particular psalm is filled with prayer. We can see how David was praying to God. He said, seeking after God, crying, crying to the Lord. I'm just trying to imagine how David was praying the time. He's acting crazy, but at the same time, he would be drooling and, and he was doing all those things. And then at the same time, he would be in his heart, probably he's crying to the Lord. He said, Lord, save me. Hear my cry. And look at these verses. He said in verse 4, he says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fear. In verse 6, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his this trouble. Verse 17, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their trouble. Verse 19, many are the affliction of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. 
In this process, David expressed his total dependence to the Lord. Because without God, he is a nobody, he is nothing. In David's prayer, he humbly acknowledged his poor estate. He acknowledged his helplessness, he acknowledged his brokenness, his crushed spirit. He acknowledged his affliction. And it is a, it's an example for us to follow. Each time we come to the Lord, let's come to the Lord in humility, admitting and being transparent to Him, confessing our despair and our pain in our hardship. Be transparent. We, he don't need flowery words. He wants you to be real to Him. When we are going through chaos, sometimes the more we think we go crazy, the best place that we can do is to open our heart to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm here. I'm here. It's challenging. I'm broken. Help me. And the greatest thing as we have as an assurance that God's children, as God's children, is that we know that He will hear and answer our prayer according to His will and purpose. And sometimes our prayer might not be according to our desire. But the Lord answered it according to His sovereign will, perfect and righteous plan. The same time as we pray and as we open our heart, as we seek the Lord, we develop that relationship with Him, constantly communicating with Him. We go deeper in the knowledge with Him. I pray that we will develop this prayer life. You know, as recently our classes have been been done in Zoom chat. We, we still have classes, but we do it online. And most of our classmates, most of my classmates are involved in different ministry. And many of us observe and, and notice that a lot of our church activities of moderation have ceased. And the only thing that remains are the essential. We all discussing and said, what are the essential? Word, worship, prayer and I believe that's the essential thing that we should never lose as a church and as a person that seeks the Lord we notice today churches are more prayerful churches today are more united in praying I think this is the only time that all the churches are so focused in prayer not in conferences not in activities not in events but to seek the Lord asking praying, surrendering, crying out. That's our essential in Christian faith. So in the midst of chaos, may we as a church pray together. The same time for us, in the midst of this circuit breaker, let's take time, let's take this opportunity to grow in our prayer life. But how? But how can we grow in our prayer life? The first thing we need to do is to have and do is to, is to come to the Lord and ask for a renewed heart and a renewed spirit. It's not just ta- changing a schedule, but the change of heart and spirit. We need to come to the Lord. If we desire to grow in our prayer life, we need to come to the Lord and confess to the Lord that, Lord, I'm not praying which I'm supposed to pray confess to the Lord our prayerlessness as we repent to Him and ask 
The second thing we ask for is grace, for his empowerment, so that God will help us and have that vibrant and deepening prayer life. And as we surrender to the Lord, I want to be prayerful, but I cannot do it. By faith, we trust God that he will help us in our weaknesses. You know, the Lord wants us to be more prayerful. And I pray and desire during the circuit breaker when at home and working at home, may they take time to seek the Lord and seek his face. For us to grow in the midst of chaos, we we ought to cultivate a life of prayer. Secondly, we need to deepen our prayer life. Lastly, to grow in the Lord in the midst of chaos, we need to constantly abide in his presence. In a time of chaos and challenging time, one of the most important truths that we should never ever forget is to remember to abide and to dwell and to seek his presence. The psalmist invites us to taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. To taste and see means to experience him. It means to encounter him, to commune with him, to, 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 to walk with him. And we need to acknowledge also to remember and acknowledge that God is watching and listening to us. In verse 15, it says, The eye of the Lord are towards the righteous, and his ears is towards the cry. You know, when we know this truth, when we know and when we abide in his presence, there is calmness in our heart. The same thing, it will, we will have a different perspective when we face hardship and trials in life. When we know that his presence is with us, we will not panic. Our minds will be clear. It also gives us that peace that surpasses understanding. But the problem is this. Many Christians are not experiencing God's presence. There are a few misconceptions that we have. We think that God's presence is like a switch on and off button. If we want it, we switch on. and we don't want it, we switch off. That's a misconception. We think that God's presence is just confined in, in the church building or in a care group. No. Or probably we think that God's presence is dependent on the music or the, the, the playing of the synthesizer, the string, or the piano that's being played. Or maybe we think that the presence of God is based on emotion. Yes, I agree that there are times that God would manifest powerfully in our gatherings like our encounter retreat in our church services in our prayer time but God's presence is not limited in events or activities God's presence is always there he is with us at home at workplaces when we are walking in the park when we are shopping God's presence is there when we are doing the mundane things in life and we need to develop this awareness of his nearness. And the reason why we don't have this awareness of his presence is this. First reason is our carelessness. We are prayerless. We don't read the scripture. We, we live in sin. Instead of prioritizing the things of the spirit, we desire the things of the flesh. Let me give you an example. Take your hand, put it in the freezer, put it there for about five minutes. Let it feel the coldness. And soon later, your hand will feel so numb. And then go to your stove. Switch on, switch it on, and let, it, let the fire 
begin and try to put your hand near the fire, what will you feel? Do you know that at the first few minutes or probably a few seconds, you will not feel the heat? What you feel is the coldness. The same thing in our life. If we, think, if we seek the things of the world, if we pursue the things of the flesh, we become cold. But if we draw near to God, we will feel that heat, His presence. The reason why we don't have the awareness of His presence is this. We lack the desire for His presence. You know, we tend to just go through the phase in our Christian walk. And even the day, in our, Lord, we, don't, we fail the Lord, I want to experience you in a brand new way. As I read your word, as I pray. We lack the desire. And I pray that we will come to the Lord and say, Lord, change my heart. May I desire for more of you in my life. May I taste and see how good you are in my life, in my family, in my church. You know, there was an offer that was made by God to Moses and the Israelites in Exodus. When God was so angry with the Israelites and, you know, God keep promising God said, I will bring you to the promised land. But when Israel sinned against them, against him, God said to Moses, you know, Moses, I will give you the promised land. You can bring your people. I will send an angel before you to defeat the enemies. I will, I will, I will um, give you the milk and honey and, and all this thing. I will protect you. But this is the catch. I will, my presence is not, will not go before you. But what was Moses' prayer? Moses' prayer is this, Lord, we will not move if your presence is not with us. And many times we, we desire the blessing, we desire the things, but you know, we don't really seek, Lord. We have all these things, but what we really want is your presence. Moses cried to the Lord, pray. And what did God do? He answered Exodus 33, verse 14, he said, My presence will go with you. I will keep you rest. The greatest thing that we can have encounter as we walk through this chaos or challenge in life is knowing his presence is with us. And it will produce the rest in our life. As a summary, in the midst of all the chaos happening in the world, in the midst of crisis in, that we are facing, in the midst of anxiety, depression, desperation, despair, we can still grow in the Lord. We can use those moments to grow in the Lord by cultivating a life of praise, by deepening our prayer life and constantly abiding in His presence. I would like to conclude with a short testimony and at the same time we would like to thank the church. Um, the past months, last month was a challenging period in my life as a family. I was back in the Philippines and I want to thank you all for your prayers, for your encouragement and your financial support. Anyway, Anyway, it was a really challenging time and I was there. Uh, there's so many things to do and to finalize and so on. And I hardly had time to grieve. 
because I have to settle so many things. When everything is done, after I've stayed in the hospital for eight days, in the funeral home for three days, I was at home for three days. I was packing my things. Then at those times when I was alone packing my things, I started to grieve. And I was just putting my things, going around and looking at my mom's things too. Taking pictures, what are the pictures that I will bring to Singapore. And I was just move, walking and I saw this particular decoration that, that our family had. The first Christian, I would say Christian decoration we have at home. This is the decoration. Footprints in the sand. It says there, Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, we'll walk side by side through life. But when I needed you most, I saw only one set of footprints in the sand. The Lord replied, My precious, precious child, I love you and I will never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, I was there. It was then I carried you. The time I was reminded, I always see this poster, but I was reminded who carried me in those times where I aching and in pain. And I let me remind you, no matter what you're going through, it might be in chaos or desperation, but remember the Lord is there with you. And may and let me remind you with this verse. It says in verse 18, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and save the crushed in the spirit. The Lord is there. You know, one thing I learned in the midst of chaos, chaos can turn out to be beautiful when experience gone. In the midst of it. And when we experience God in the midst of it, experience is touch, experience is promise, it's experience is presence. The chaos will be beautiful because his presence in my life and our life will give us rest. Remember, the Lord is near. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day that we can come and study your word. In the midst of this pandemic, our life, the way we view life and the way we run life has changed drastically. And even we have read a lot of articles and look at the news, how pessimistic some of them and worried and how the future would look like. But I pray, O oh Lord, that in this time where they're going through, may remind us, Lord, that you are there, that you are near. Remind us that we can grow in the midst, we can grow in you in the midst of chaos. Teach us, give us lips and heart that would have a lifestyle of praise. At the same time, Lord, engage us, remind us to seek your face, to pray and use this time to kill, cultivate a habit of prayer, to seek if you seek in your face. At the same time, Lord, 
may you be aware that you are always near. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters, especially those who are going through tough time. Even, Lord, the frontliners who have been faithfully serving in the respective hospital and clinic. I pray, O oh God, that you will protect them. I pray, Lord, for our respective family. Families, Lord, I pray your protection to be upon us and unite us together as one. Teach us, Lord, to abide in your presence, not just an individual, but as families, Lord. And even, Lord, as the church is apart, I pray, Lord, that we have that sense of community always. Salamat po, Panginoon, for your word. Bless us, O Lord, even as we go into our respective lives, O God. May you remind us that you are always near. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us in our FB um, online service. Always remember, the Lord is near. He's there with us. And let's just receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Lord, we thank you for your word. May it be planted in our hearts. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Well, we, um, we would like to remind you to join us in our prayer uh, meeting, gathering every Wednesday at the FB at 9 p.m. And hopefully to see you soon. But in the meantime, let's just dwell in God's presence. Always remember, God is near. God bless.